something good out in Hollywood. What you gonna do? Hey, Whoa! We we did this already. Yeah. yeah. We know, but listen, Hollywood told us that this was okay. Yeah. They they told us that we can make a lot of money doing this. Okay. Just trust us. We're, we're, it'll, it'll be good. It'll be yeah. good. Hey everyone, and welcome to Canada. Um, my name is Court, joined by Noah. Hi. And Andrew. I'm here. Today we're going to do something um, that we've sort of done before. Um, kind of. Back during episode six, I believe, we talked about reboots mm-hmm. in which dear Andrew here discussed the 1984 yeah. Ghostbusters and compared it to the nineteen uh, the 2016 yeah. Ghostbusters. And so in some discussion where we talked about movies that have been redone, um, this one got brought back. Um, I watched Ghostbusters for the first time-ish this past week and then we got Noah to watch it and unfortunately you got me to also watch the reboot yes. yeah because the they just announced that they're doing yet another ghostbusters movie but this one's taking place back in the original universe because they're like oh man this other universe was bad is it a prequel it's a sequel, it's a sequel to okay. two okay so it's like ghostbusters three technically okay kind of yeah so we want to jump in and talk about the original ghostbusters yeah oh yeah I love this movie. Yeah, I do too. I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't love it. I, I enjoyed myself with it. It was really funny. What do we what do we want to talk about first? Let's talk about the characters. Okay. Um, so you got Bill Murray, right? He's, he's definitely the main He's character. the main dude. He's also the main comedic relief yeah. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um like everyone else has funny lines here and there, but he's definitely the one like leading the charge. Yeah. Um, he's the one that the character that the audience can relate to because he's kind of just like a straight man. Yeah. Um, he's just kind of like going along with the ride. Yeah. Uh, and then you have, you know, you got Dan Aykroyd. He's like the, the really excited scientist about it. Um, you got Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Um, he's the the numbers guy. The he's he's the very like serious guy. Um, but even he has like a few funny lines like mm-hmm. I collect spo- spores, molds, yeah. and fungus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then you got um, Ernie Hudson. Yes, yeah, yeah who kind of joins in a little late. He um, didn't really have much to do. He in didn't the movie. have much to do. He was yeah. kind of just there, honestly. But yeah. I don't know if this is a rumor or if it's actually true. But um, Eddie Murphy was supposedly like when um, is it crap? It's Dan Aykroyd when he wrote the script. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I wanted um, Eddie Murphy to play that character, and supposedly he passed. I, I couldn't find a lot confirming that or denying that. But. Interesting. It's a dumb move on Eddie Murphy's part if he did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he's doing fine, though. Yeah. Um, but then you also have Sigourney Weaver, who's just like great Sigourney in everything. Yeah. Yeah, she's Sigourney Weaver. Um, Which, this came out after Alien, right? Yes. Yeah, so she was already she like was a, a big name. Yeah, she was yeah. kind of riding high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like how each character has their very own unique style mm-hmm. um, in this movie. And like, you can just tell what they're about pretty cool. Like, even from yeah. the first scene, mm-hmm. you could tell what the three are about. Yeah, it's pretty clearly defined, like, who is what and, like, how they interact with each other. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, they're not really, like, typecasted or they're not, like, in one specific role, but their roles are defined clearly. 
Yeah, like they're the the three of them are still scientists, mm-hmm. but they're they're still very different characters mm-hmm. about it, right? Which is interesting. Um, as for the plot, I thought it's like a pretty simple one, but it like moves along at a brisk pace. It clips right along, which yeah. is nice. I want to say like it's in like the first twenty or thirty minutes that they're already like the Ghostbusters and they're like getting calls and stuff. Like yeah. it's it's really quick, but it doesn't feel too fast. No, at least uh-uh. I didn't think so. So there's the characters, you know, the plot. Let's um, talk about the writing. The right. The is writing excellent. is superb. It's so precise mm-hmm. and it clips right along. Yeah, I'll t- I'll bring it up a little bit later again, but like each scene matters to the story, mm-hmm. and each scene. The dialogue moves the the scene it's, forward. Yeah. It's very smart and witty. Yeah. Um, and that's what I really like, the humor in it, because th- most of the time it's just a one-liner, which, like, I- I'm, I'm okay with that. I-, I like a little bit more, like, dialogue, but the setups for the one-liners, especially in the scene with the mayor in the first yeah, one, seems great. it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, each, each line has like a setup mm-hmm. and then the punchline comes maybe not immediately but it does come yeah but it's generally bill murray that gets the punch right line. exactly like another character will set it up for him and yeah. then he'll like kind of throw it down yeah, he'll um, just react to it basically yeah and there's all these like little builds not just in the writing but also in the visuals of like stuff that hates mm-hmm. off later such as the um stay puffed marshmallow man where yeah. like yeah. sigourney weaver's kitchen you see like the bag of marshmallows and then yep. it comes back and then I pointed this out to Flo. I don't know if you caught this, Noah, but the bit about the Keymaster with Rick Moranis and how they teased that earlier in the movie. I did not. What was it? Um, He always locks himself out of his apartment. Mm, okay, <laughs> so that's a bit like a irony and stuff. Yeah, when okay. I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, I get it now. And Flo yeah. just kind of looked at me and I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, it was that's, interesting. Huh, that's but, really good. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of just like little clever things like that in mm-hmm. the in the movie. Like like Court was saying, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Like the second time I watched it, I noticed that she had a bag of Stay Puft Marshmallow. Yeah, I don't know if Stay Puft Marshmallows was actually a thing back in the day, or I, if they just kind of made I it up for this movie. I doubt so. it. Yeah. We're okay. Eighties people. So yeah. Yeah, we weren't around then, <laughs> so maybe maybe there was. Um, we could ask our parents. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just yeah the, the going back to the dialogue, it's just like. There's like one scene um, where Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray are talking and they're like, they had just gotten kicked out of the university, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, kind of wondering what they need to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the scene after that is Dan Aykroyd is um, getting a mortgage on his house. Right. Um, so the scene goes from delivering information from what are we going to do to it, to setting up the punchline of him getting the mortgage yeah the third mortgage um, or whatever but this scene just clips right along like every single line of dialogue mm-hmm. i watched this scene specifically every single line of dialogue delivers more information to us but without feeling expositiony yeah and then it also like i said moves it forward mm-hmm. there are like a couple jokes in the scene but they're not jokes at the expense of the pacing right, they're, they're jokes, jokes. They're, they're jokes that fit like yeah. uh, dan Aykroyd's like um you've never been in the private sector they expect results and then like bill murray just like keeps talking after that but that's yeah. a scene that like fits in the context yeah. of the of the scene and i just like i love it so much the visuals i th- i feel like you were talking a little bit about that court like the visuals in this movie i i thought for for me personally they didn't do much for me it might be because you know the time period that it was in and like they didn't have a ton to work with cgi wise 
Um, but I didn't really, I felt like it was kind of flat, like hollow. I don't remember talking about that. No, I talked about that with like the new one, but. No, oh, sorry. I meant like one. when you were talking about the like visuals, like of before stuff, like that you oh, could visually oh, pay oh, off oh, or oh, stuff. Oh, oh, yeah, there were a few. Um, I meant to write them down and I didn't because um, I don't write things down. <laughs> but there were, oh, God, there was the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. There was Slimer. Yeah. Yes. Slimer comes up a couple times. The librarian lady. And then yeah, there's the whole was... last scene with Zool. You no, know, I was talking about. Are we talking about visual jokes? Yeah, right? I was. He he was talking about visual jokes. Yeah, that's I was talking about oh, okay. visuals in general. Oh, I think the visuals in this movie are pretty okay. It's eighties. Like yeah. it is the eighties. Also, it was around the time that like Aliens and Star Wars were coming out. Mm-hmm. But those were like much bigger budget movies, and those are much more serious movies right. than this. So like that's totally forgivable yeah it's forgivable comedies aren't gonna have the big cgi budgets and i wasn't super expecting it but i'm just saying like for me it it just was like oh this is another like pretty run-of-the-mill comedy i guess at this time period i also like that the ghosts in this movie were pretty iconic as well like you have slimer Mm -hmm. who's like everyone knows who slimer is like you see slimer you're like oh that's the ghost from ghostbusters i haven't (laughs) seen it yet and i knew who that was or the like stay puff marshmallow man who isn't a thing around today if, no. if he ever was but like <laughs> people will still point him out yeah, as exactly. like yeah that's you From know ghostbusters the ghostbusters yeah. um maybe not the light brain but that's because she's only in it for like two seconds but you know the do you mean at the very beginning of the yeah thing? like the ghost librarian the, yeah okay not lady. the actual librarian yeah that scene was like like it, it, it was pretty blink and you'll miss it that's like very first scene where she like runs into those ghosts but i th- I thought it was kind of like cheesy, and I was like, "This is kind of weird to start off your movie with this." Yeah, in the eighties. You know? Yeah, but yeah, I think it's a pretty funny scene when they, you know, are going in to right, confront, the confront the ghost lady, ghost. and then right. like, you know, Bill Murray drops the book, and Harold Ramis is like, "Yeah," has the stethoscope or whatever, and then they <laughs> have like a whole argument about like who's gonna go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I enjoyed that part, but I didn't like. I think the villain, her name is Gosher. Gosher. Yeah, I, I didn't really like I have more on that later. her. Because she's just kind of there for like a scene. Yeah. And you, you hear Zool throughout the movie. Like, mm-hmm. so I figured Zool was going to be like the big antagonist at the end. And he was just like a henchman, I guess. Yeah. So I was kind of disappointed by that. I was like, well, why not just make Zool the main bad guy? Like, yeah. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's understandable. Um. Anything else about the first one? Not, not in directly com- comparative. Yeah, 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 right. right. Yeah. Just on so, its own. Let's talk about the second one, so then we can get into some comparisons. Okay. Not the second one, but the the reboot right. one. Yes. So, 2016 Ghostbusters. Okay, I'll start. I saw this in theaters opening weekend. A friend was like, "Hey, this has gotten really good reviews." At the time, it held a 76ish percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and. I was like, that sounds awesome. Let's go see it. Because um, I'm, I'm a big fan of SNL, not their recent stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> at the time, they were about to crash. Um, and so it had like Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones and Cecily Strong and Kristen Wiig. And I was like, I love them. I got to see it. And it was disappointing. Yeah. Um, and then, I guess, Flo, you watched it a few months ago for the Reboot podcast. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't going to watch it. But then when we had the idea to do a reboot, I was like, well, I'll do Ghostbusters and we'll see how that turns out. And it didn't turn out well. It's funny that you bring up SNL because this really is like SNL skit, but like two and a half hours. <laughs> I, th- on- I honestly believe 
that this movie, the, the reboot, has a better comedic cast. Yes. Not overall, but comedic well, cast. And I think that they were wasted in this movie. Well, he, here's the thing about that, right? Mm. So I, I talked about earlier how Bill Murray was the driving comedic force in the first one. Mm. In this movie, everyone is the driving comedic force. Yeah. And it, it gets, like, really annoying because they're all trying to out-comedy each other. Mm. You got Melissa McCarthy doing jokes. Kristen Wiig's doing jokes every scene. Leslie Jones is making funny lines every scene. Kate McKinnon's, like, reacting. She's, yeah. like, has her, her eyeballs just wide. Be goofy. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is being, is nothing but Dumb. comedy. <laughs> but he's the best part of the movie. Like, the way that he reacts to things is arguably better. And that wouldn't be true if, like, other characters did things differently. Like, right. Kate McKinnon is really good at reacting to things in, like, SNL skits. And so if they had had her be, like, less weird... Like she could still be strange. They didn't rein her in at all. Exactly, and Nobody that's the issue. Um, what I kind of compared it to the second time around was I remember when um, Solo was being made, and uh, uh, remind me of the director's names. Yeah, oh, Lord, Lord and Miller. Oh, Lord um, <clears throat> and they were just like, yeah, everybody's just like improvising, like nobody's business. There's no direction, and that's what I thought of the second time I watched like this Ghostbusters mm-hmm. movie because like everybody's just kind of doing their own thing. They just wrote scenarios. There's no script. Yeah, they're like, all in the trying to movie. riff off of each other, and it's not smart. Like or there's the there's the whole thing about like they're in the mayor's office, right? Yeah. And then Melissa McCarthy and whatever Kristen Wiig, they they have this whole thing about bag. a cat in a bag. I was like, this was not written out. No, and it's not funny because no. they they talk for like too, two way minutes. too long yeah. about putting a cat in a bag. I feel like that's the problem with most of the scenes in the movies is that they're in this Ghostbusters reboot is that they just go on too long. Like make make your one bad joke quickly. Don't drag it out and make it less funny than it already is. Yeah. Like like I said, each character is trying to be like the, the driving comedic force and yeah. like you can't you each of them has a slightly different comedy to them. Mm-hmm. But there's no like straight man there's no one like really taking it too seriously because they're joking about it like mm-hmm. kate mckinnon takes it seriously sometimes and then sometimes she's eating a pringles can <laughs> yeah. just like in front of a yeah. ghost yeah which i guess they had to do for product placement there's a lot of product placement in this movie. <laughs> there is. and that's why i asked about the stay puff marshmallow man because that's the only instance in the first movie that i can think about where they would do product placement um there's a few uh, i remember i'm sure I there remember, is i remember specifically in the fridge um in sigourney movie's fridge when um Oh, they probably had, like, a soda. It was something. a Coke can, and there yeah. were two Coke cans in there. And, like, at each angle, there were two angles they kept switching back to, and, like, each Coke can was, like, facing the camera. And it wasn't distracting, but it was just, like, it, a... To be fair, not distracting. That's, yeah, that's less noticeable than the in-your-face of, you, like, the Sony they camera. They stopped the and, whole scene yeah. so she can eat a Pringles can. Yeah. Like, that's not funny. <laughs> but, the, but Pringles wasn't in the shot. Um, you could not fully read the... Um, you couldn't you read could the tell logo. It was you knew what it was, but it wasn't yeah, product. It was. it was not technically product placement. But, like, I think that they made a point to be like, oh, look how salty and sweet these chips are. They would have shown the logo. Yeah. Well, okay, let, let's talk about that as well. Because, like, I, I was talking about in the first one, the comedy. Mm-hmm. It, because it's written, mm. it clips right along. And each joke fits within the context. So, like, you had that scene going back to and it with... character-driven jokes, too. Right. You had that scene going back where they had to get through to the punchline of him mortgaging his house. Yes. And, like, every single joke in that scene moves the script along um well there's a scene in the 2016 ghostbusters where 
um, Kristen Wiig is like, Melissa McCarthy, you have to take my book down. Like, I'm getting tenure. Um, this is, like, damaging to my reputation. Yeah. We're, we're getting that information, like the first one did, and mm-hmm. but then stop, because Melissa McCarthy has to tell a wonton joke. <laughs> yeah. It, just, it stops, it brings the whole scene to a grinding halt, mm-hmm. just so we can make this wonton joke. About that, her soup, yeah. And it's just a punchline. There's no setup for it. Yeah. If they're a setup for it, that's a different thing. Like if Kristen Wiig is like, yeah, and Melissa McCarthy, she's just like, um, she's such a rock and she like doesn't let anything get under her skin and she's just like really there when I need her. And then Melissa McCarthy makes the wonton the joke. Wontons, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not just, where's my wontons? Yeah. I think something that really like interests me about this is like what you said, it's not well directed. And so I went and I looked up like everything that Paul Feig, the director and writer, has ever directed. And um, it's kind of weird because he has like a lot of wins for me. And the first one that really jumped out is a show that I really like. It's called Freaks and Geeks. I don't mm. know if you guys have watched it I or not. I have watched it now. Um, but it's brilliant. Um, it's one of the best like cult TV shows ever. Mm-hmm. Um, he did stuff for Arrested Development. Um, but then he also directed like 17 episodes of The Office. And there were three that mm. really jumped out to me. Um, he directed the Dream Team episode. Uh, he directed both parts of... Um, Niagara Falls, mm. which is the episode where Jim and Pam get married. And then yep. he also directed Goodbye, Michael, mm. which is Steve wow. Carell's second to last episode of wow. The Office. And it's one of the best episodes of The Office. Um, and those are good, emotionally character-driven like episodes, too. So what happened? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I, don't know. I looked at the other stuff he's done since then, and he did Spy with um, Melissa McCarthy, yeah. which is supposed to be... Decent. It was pretty funny. It was decent. And then he did A Simple Favor and another movie that had a 6.9. So it was a, an yeah. okay movie. So Similar to okay. Ghostbusters that has like a 5.4. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the writing was in this movie because there's a couple times where they make fun of their own fan base and try to alienate them. And I'm like, why are you doing this? I was like, going to okay say to like... have a meta joke like about that once but they do it a couple times i was gonna say the writing is more a problem than the the direction but i guess he could have like reeled them in more Mm -hmm. as well like especially kate mckinnon who's just like zane i'm crazy (laughs) um which is bad like she's a great actress too like use her in a better way see that's the thing is that even though each of these characters each of these cast members probably except melissa mccarthy are great she has her moments, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, so fair. You don't have to you be a can, fan. What, I, I would have cast, like, a few comedic, like, really comedic women, but then some serious women. So you get, like, Kristen Wiig to and be, Sigourney like... Sigourney Weaver. And, right. <laughs> and, but then you also can get someone, like just an example like Gal Gadot or whatever she's no. going to be there to be straight she's not, and she's not, great, I, I, she's I not a great actress Cec- but she's not going to be like Cecily Strong is in this movie and Cecily Strong oh. is really good mm-hmm. at like just having jokes like and having just like a quick like response to it like a movie that I look at a lot that I really like I think it's my favorite Bill Murray movie is What About Bob I may have shown that to you Noah no I have I not I don't think so um, and the basic plot is um this psychiatrist played by um, Richard Dreyfus is introduced to this patient named Bill Murray. And Bill Murray has, like, severe anxiety, so we were late. Um, <laughs> and um, Bill Murray just drives Richard Dreyfus up the wall. Mm-hmm. And so Bill Murray is, like, funny, he's quirky, and then Richard Dreyfus is just, like, he's very straight, he's very, um, he just takes the jokes and, like, 
respond to them very appropriately. And mm-hmm. I think that Cecily Strong would have been a really good person to, like, I would have replaced probably Kay McKinnon with Cecily Strong mm-hmm. um, and had her, like, not exactly like Egon, but, like, that same, like... Just, like, straight man. Yeah. Just... Yeah, or I would have put, like, Danny Guerra instead of Leslie Jones or something like that because she can take a joke or two, but she's not going to be, like, cracking wise every scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think... All right, so that's enough about, the like, the characters and the writing. Let's talk more about, like, the design of the ghosts, maybe? Because I liked it more, and I like the visuals in this movie. I know, Flo, you don't like the color palette that was used I in this. I don't like the color palette. It's very oversaturated. I like the neon. Like, yeah, I liked it. It's, yeah. like, I, I was thinking about Stephen King's It, yeah. which I know is they're two very different movies. Very different. But, like, um, when I watched It, like in HDR, mm. um, which is, yeah, it helps Fancy. the colors. <laughs> um, like the the movie itself looked like fine, but then there were s- certain specific colors that just really like popped off the screen. Like there were purple flowers throughout the town of Derry that just like really popped. Or anytime the clown had a red balloon, mm-hmm. it clearly like popped and it drew your attention. It was really pretty. Um, but this movie, I felt like everything popped. And when everything popped, nothing did. <laughs> it's just like, I just feel <laughs> like they syndrome. took the saturation level and drew it up. There if you were, guys didn't mind it, that's fine. There were a couple times I did notice, like, it was oversaturated. Like, you could tell because it got, like, grainier than the other shots. Yeah, every time it gets, like, dark, it mm-hmm. gets pretty grainy. Yeah. Like, you could tell they tried to lighten it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, like, it's it's about ghosts. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'd be fine if just the ghosts popped, because that's that's clever and that's good mm-hmm. but like everything around the ghost was also just like the colors were so bright mm-hmm. and i was like well it's kind of like distracting and it doesn't help the ghosts at all um but the ghosts themselves like there, there's a lot more ghosts in this movie obviously than the first one. Oh yeah um all of them are humanoid except, except for, for slimer one. and the dragon slimer's fine slimer is like, like he's from Whatever. the first movie he's pretty iconic the dragon doesn't make any sense well, hold up hold up there's still a stay puff marshmallow man that's a blue, that's a possession and it, yeah that's that's the possession. i think you guys are nitpicking the dragon does is weird it doesn't make a ton of sense it made sense in the scene but that's the only reason it made sense is because it had to in the scene it had to work for the scene it's a ghost you guys are literally bouncing the thing i, I have more on that later <laughs> um the yeah i think this movie dragged on a little too long yeah Mm-hmm. Like it's just under two hours. There's a couple of scenes that don't move the story along at all. You mean a couple dancing scenes? Right. The, there's a, some yeah. dance numbers. Most of them were cut from this movie for some reason. <laughs> Gee, they should have cut why. all of them. Yeah. Um, the, there's the whole scene with Chris Hemsworth being interviewed that serves no story purpose whatsoever. Well, you learn about Chris Hemsworth. It's not. You learn how dumb he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, is any character dumb enough to feel to be like, yeah, sound goes through your eyeballs? I oh, know. I thought that was yeah. so funny. I it's thought just, that one was dumb. Was like, some dumb most humor. of the, his it's jokes dumb were humor. funny. Like, yeah. it's and, and he did it well. It wasn't he, like he did do it well. Chris Hemsworth was probably the best comedic actor in this movie, which is weird considering like the actual actors that are comedic that they casted in this movie. But yeah, Chris Hemsworth is probably the best one. Did you just say casted? Cast, whatever. You knew what I meant. <laughs> Um, the, there's the whole last battle, which is is pretty cool. Yeah, but it was then probably it, the best part of the movie. 
but then after the battle battle is over then they go and confront whatever Rowan. and then like i just like kind of lost my mind after that i was just like i can't Rowan's a better villain yes yeah well, let's compare him well we'll goals. get to comparing then <laughs> can we just go to comparing now sure thank you we um, kind of have been yeah yeah we've been touching on it but yeah the the villain in this one has more to do a lot more to do and you almost sympathize with him because he's like talks about how people were just jerks to him his entire life and like he got bullied and stuff and like even um Kristen Wiig like she's like well yeah I was picked on when I was a kid too but like that doesn't change the the thing about that is is that it's a really bad example of show don't tell because like yes. he 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 says that in a mirror like he's like I've been bullied my whole life yes just show us like yes. there's there's one scene where someone calls him a weirdo but that's like it it's the only real they call him a freak a couple different times throughout like, the movie but th- that's it the, yeah. we don't see any, anyone interact with him like have someone push yeah. him around bully him don't like have him stand in front of a mirror and say yeah I'm, I've been bullied my people. whole life yeah and even with Kristen Wiig when she was telling her backstory I was thinking that entire time show don't tell right they. The they never time. once Mm-mm. indicated that's the first time I had heard about that. Yeah, and that's that's with the the biggest problem with the plot itself is that the jokes run too long so you don't actually get to interact with the characters and like enjoy what they're doing or trying to do with the plot and their characters because they're just making dumb wonton jokes halfway through. <laughs> I feel what sucks about um the 2016 Ghostbusters mm-hmm. is that it reminded me of RIPD. Or what? Okay, hear me out. Or what? (laughs) Or at least what it should have been, but better. Yeah. Because, um, I think that the 2016 Ghostbusters would have been better if it wasn't a Ghostbusters movie. If they had taken out all of the Ghostbusters elements and then like fixed the, like the casting issues, Mm -hmm. it would have been a better movie. It had no reason being a Ghostbusters movie, and that's what R.I.P.D. tried to attempt. But um, poorly. It was bad. It's it's <laughs> terrible. Very poorly. I never saw that. It's bad. Um, Don't worry about it. I, I think it just works better, like just being a movie about women that are fighting ghosts, because you instantly compare it to. Yeah. Like I didn't instantly compare R.I.P.D. to Men yeah. in Black. I did yeah. later, yeah. but because it blatantly rips it off. <laughs> yeah. But, this had the potential to be its own thing because they do things very differently. Like we said, the villain is different. Um, even like the way they use the weapons are different because they just had the, I don't even know what they're called in the first I don't, Ghostbusters. I don't think it does enough differently though. Like um, I feel like the plot is largely the, the same. The no, but, the but there's no, 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 no. There is a plot in the 2016 Ghostbusters. There are character arcs. The first Ghostbusters movie is about nothing. There's no plot. There's no character development. It's like a long episode of Seinfeld or Always Sunny in Philadelphia, oh, but it's about Ghostbusters. I, I agree that there's no character development. There's no real There's definitely a story. No, 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 but arcs. There's definitely a plot, though. What's the plot? Wait, actually, write it down on your phones. Tell me what the overall like theme That's too much of... time. Exactly, because you will disagree. I um, I watched a video last night. It's a video essay about what Ghostbusters is about, and he polled people, and nobody could agree what it was about. In the final scene, what was the overall point of the movie? No, there isn't one. Exactly, yeah, and that's the difference between the movies because yeah, in the final thing, it's about re- the repairing of the relationship between Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. They come together, and she says, I'm never going to leave you now. Um, and I think that's why they're so different because they have a plot, they have character arcs, they have character development. 
character development's another thing. Like, there, there is that one thing where she's like, I'll never leave you, but, like... That wasn't earned. That's kind of it. I, I'm not saying it was done, like, well, but I'm just saying, like, it's... Like, Kristen Wiig just goes from, I, I left you to I'm not gonna leave you, and then everyone else stays the exact same. Yeah, I, I, like, I wouldn't say that the original Ghostbusters doesn't have a plot because it's duh. It, it does I mean, have I'm not, a okay, plot. Let me rephrase. It, do, it has a plot, but it doesn't have like a point. It's, it's, yeah, right. There's a message to the new one. Is the message done well? No. But it does have a message. It has more wit that they're trying to accomplish with their characters and their character arcs. But again, it's it's not done well. It's not written well. And it's it's not really, you don't see anything really accomplished other than the movie says that it was accomplished. Yeah, I'm not so saying would it's you, good. Would but... you rather have it done poorly or have it not done at all then? I mean, I don't think you have to pick yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's, yeah. That's because, I mean, like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just saying that one's not, like, necessarily better. Right. Uh, like, but... and I'm not... Yeah, I'm not saying faulting. one's better than the other. I'm just saying, like, I think it's hard to compare because I think they are different movies. It's just... It's but because it's trying to be Ghostbusters, like, the beats are the same. They start out with... You know, this, yeah. the opening scene's very similar. The Ghostbusters 2016 one drags on too long, but, like, mm-hmm. the opening scenes are similar. How they get together is similar. The team structure is the exact same. Like, if, if it wasn't a Ghostbusters movie, then they couldn't Leslie, have done anything. Leslie Jones has given a lot more to do. She has given right? a yes. lot more to do. Yeah. But, um, um, Kate McKinnon has given arguably less to do mm-hmm. other than just be weird than yeah. Egon is. Like, I would say they structure the team differently. Just because but I'm just saying it's, like, three... Yeah. Scientists and then a non-scientist yeah. was what I just meant by right. that. Okay, um, but like then you you could have gotten you could have done something totally different, but they're trying to be too similar and like they're, they're doing things differently, they, but they, also they have to like be scientists. There's yeah, but we're we're splitting hairs on on this. Like the point is like the the plots are different enough that it 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 works for what the movies are doing themselves it's just that what the first original ghostbusters does because it doesn't do a ton it it does well but the new ghostbusters the the reboot tries it bites off a little bit more than it can chew (laughs) and it just doesn't accomplish anything yeah um now that they've made now that they've announced the new one Leslie Jones got pissed on Twitter, and she was like, she did get it's like Twitter. our movie didn't matter. And I was like, I mean, it was, it, it was there. <laughs> well, I mean, they teased Sewell, so, I mean, you could argue that they set it up to be in the same universe. They, well, I wouldn't say it's in the same universe, because, like, they can use... I'm not, I'm not saying it's in the same like, universe. I'm right. just saying, like, they set it up where it could have been. And so I'm not saying right. she's right, but... They didn't call off Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah well but that's the thing like the original actors are different characters in this movie yeah. um but like each cameo was pretty gratuitous in this movie yeah. well, bill murray did the cameo he wasn't going to do it and then he was like he, he was af- he was afraid that it would look bad for him if he didn't because he wanted to like show that he did support these women and what they were trying oh. to do with these roles which i respect a lot mm-hmm. like yeah that's fair Dan Aykroyd's, I think, I feel like was the worst cameo because he yeah. like says verbatim the line from the original movie. And I'm like, this stop. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, I was like, okay, thanks for that. That was a great like, punchline. Who, who, who like cheered at that? Yeah, no one, <laughs> no one did. And then he just drives off like he doesn't doesn't care or right. want to be in the movie. Well, he probably didn't. And there's even a Nazi Osborne cameo in the new. Oh my one. gosh, it was awful. What are they doing? Yeah, they. 
I don't know why that was like a thing. Like Ghostbusters is not like Star Wars where everyone's like, I need to be in a Star Wars movie. Like it's <laughs> yeah. not like I need to be in the like 2016 reboot of Ghostbusters yeah. oh, or whatever. But even in Star Wars, like the the cameos are covered up. Yeah, like they're in masks Daniel Craig. and crap. Nobody, nobody knew Daniel. You Craig wouldn't was know if you like didn't later. hear about it. Yeah. Um. Well, that dude from Shutter Island is in it. What? Who? Wait, what? Uh, the. We talked about Martin this. Scorsese. No. Um, <laughs> oh, The yeah. old dude, the old doctor. Uh, Lorsen Tekka. That's it. He yeah. plays the dude in the very opening scene. Lo- oh, oh okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, you know why he sounded familiar to me? Why? He voices Esbern in Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wait, totally who's, off who's topic. Esbern's <laughs> the old dude that, like, approaches the... You're, she's, you're introduced to him through the, um, the night lady from the first town you go to. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. (laughs) I mean, so like, because they're Ghostbusters movies, and we have to compare them. Obviously, the first one is significantly better. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I would say they're structured differently, their jokes are different. The jokes are way different. (laughs) I mean, it's comparable and. Even though I think it's not comparable, it is comparable. <laughs> That's so what would you give each both movies out of ten? <sighs> Ghostbusters is like a pretty solid. The first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> eight, eight point five for me. It's a seven point five for me. I give it a nine. Ooh, wow! I really like it. Big roller there. Yeah. What about Bob? It's a nine for me. It's like <laughs> what about Bob? Bill yes. the, the Bill Murray movie. Was oh right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but but the new one, it's like a five point five for me. I give it a six. I give the movie itself a six. I give its <laughs> Ghostbustersness a two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'll give the movie itself a six. It's not like the worst thing I've ever seen. It it does have a plot mm-hmm. that you can understand, and yeah. it moves forward. It it's just not does like it it's slowly. It just right. It's, it's not like it's not was, a movie. I was just bored. Yeah. What do you think of the odds of them bringing back like the women cast, like do cameos in number three? Not if Leslie Jones has anything to say about <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, th- well, that's the thing, right? Is like I didn't dislike them in the movie. Like I, I wasn't like, ah, oh, Melissa McCarthy in this. Oh, I can't wait to not watch that. Like I liked her in this movie. I didn't think she was bad. I know Flo, you don't like Melissa McCarthy, but I, I don't feel this like isn't she her, was the worst bad. thing I've seen her in. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. This, I liked the cast. She was my least favorite of the four. That's mm. not true. Leslie Jones was my least favorite yeah. of the four. Um, Leslie Jones was probably my favorite of the four, actually. Really? I think yeah. Kristen Wiig was probably my favorite yep. of the four. I love her. Yeah, she's pretty great, but it. it the cast, well, it, the cast, I don't think, is necessarily at fault. I think just the writing and the execution. Yeah, if they had been reined in a lot, then they could have been Maybe good. Maybe edit some things, right. you know. Um, make it an hour 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not two. Yeah, make it way shorter than yeah. two hours. Yeah. Like, We should go and re-edit the movie ourselves. All right, well, there, there's an actor um, who... He was uh, Venom in Spider-Man Three. Uh, oh yeah, yeah! Oh my gosh! Yeah. And he was in. Uh, he was, he in was Eric Foreman. Yep. Um, um, help. Flood. Help. Help. I don't know who you're talking help. about or why you're talking about. And him. he's he's yeah. the boyfriend in um, Interstellar. Topher Grace. Topher. Yeah. What? What about Topher Grace? He he goes and like he re-edits movies. Like so oh, really? he talks about how he went and he re-edited the prequels and like, like all the one Hobbit long movie. movies and stuff. And yeah. that could have yeah. worked as all one long movie. 
the prequels? Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he's a cool dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not Spider-Man 3, That's everybody, no. but everything else. <laughs> did, he, did he do the new Ghostbusters movie? No, no. we're just saying, like, re-edit it like he would. Okay, I'm just saying he, he should edit it. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would be interested in watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, as always... Um, well, you know, nobody ever leaves comments. Actually, that's not true. We did have one comment. Wait, really? What did they say? You ago. left a comment, didn't you? Oh, I left a comment a long time ago. It was like oh, the first like episode. On, on SoundCloud, somebody like oh, left us a comment. What? I don't know if I can say the name. Thank um, you. You can say what the comment is. Thank you, I, user. I remember he was just like, yeah, that's cool. And I was like, thank you, that user. <laughs> yes. Um, leave more comments. Yes, we like your comments. I they want, give I us, want to interact with y'all. They give us validation. Especially my mom and dad. <laughs> Hi, mom and dad. We both know your parents don't listen to this. My dad does. <laughs> Next week, we're going to maybe do something. If Court can make up his mind, we'll do it. If he can, <laughs> That's never going to make up my mind. Yeah. I'm going to walk in and just talk about like eight of them. Oh, gosh. It's going to be fun. Stay tuned. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Thank you for listening to Can It. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, and iTunes.